0: Hey guys, and welcome to another edition of the Pro Hire Sustainable Fleet Podcast. And today we're joined by Rich Davis, who is the Fleet Sales Director for JDS Trucks in Blackburn. It's in the north northwest of England, um, and we're going to talk about many things. Welcome. Thank you, thank you. Uh, it's, it's an, uh, thank you for for allowing me into your your day and and taking up so much time. We've been um, annoying you for quite some time. We would have been out on one of your very special vehicles today, which I've enjoyed immensely, which will turn into a video very soon. But, Rich, the reason that we do our podcast and what we're trying to achieve is to talk to real people. Um, You know, we, we avoid speaking to the larger OEMs about how shiny their world's going to be, and if we wanted that, each of them have got their own marketing gurus are going to tell us what we don't want, what we can read in the paper. But, you know, reality for me is is someone like yourself who's been in the industry for a long time. You know, I mean, um, you know, many years. I mean, I'll let you tell me, but who, who is Rich Davis? Where, where, where has it come from? I started in the industry in
1: 1983 and as an apprentice mechanic for a Mercedes franchise. I stopped at that franchise, climbing the ladder from apprentice, mechanic... Service receptionist, warranty administrator, service <laughs> manager, group after-sales manager, and then left the after-sales industry. Should I say in about 2008, where I joined uh, JDS Trucks for a management buyout. Oh, fantastic. And, and in that in that change, I changed from after-sales into sales. Wow. Um,
0: which was a bit of a baptism by fire at the beginning. I was going to say that's a, uh, that's a that's a big change, but the but. You, you spent some time at Mercedes and I didn't realise until we first started talking that we knew each other from a previous life as well didn't we you were a horrible customer <laughs> oh thank you yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still am um, but, but I can so- remember arguing over the phone over an
1: invoice of you with a <laughs> Rockfield <drop> contracts <laughs> on a 709 van with a fridge door that had dropped off <laughs>
0: Something about labour rates. Then, were, then were the days. I think there's still there's still there's still a conversation. But you know, suffice to say that you've been doing this um, a number of years. And 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 I didn't realise until recently that this is this is your part of this business as well. So you're yes, not, you're not you're not just just working here. And and that excites me as well. And I think one of the great things. And I mentioned it on a previous podcast. And I think one of the great things for me with this is we're able to talk to people who have been in this industry from from boys to men, if you like, but have grown with the industry as well. And, and you know, a lot of the, the guys and girls that I talk to, you know, the, the conversation for me is you don't necessarily need to come with special equipment, you know, um, degrees, of course, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of education. and I think training is one of the, the most important things, but we've talked to a lot of people who've, who've done well out of the industry by working hard in a space and creating their own space.
1: Yes, the industry itself, people forget, especially of the trucking industry in transport and all this PSV, but everything on a truck that you see, is, everything you use has been on a truck. Yeah. From, If you think about a pint of milk that's actually you get delivered or even in a supermarket, it's been collected on a truck, a tanker from a farm. It's gone to a processing plant where bottles have been delivered Absolutely. or cartons. Which have been carried on a truck. It's then put together as a pint of milk that's carried on a truck, then put on a van, then delivered to you. Just that one item. How many times have it been on a truck? And people think it's a poor industry.
0: Yeah. Now, if it stops, oh, we, we, we've only got to see when you have fuel crisis and and just how quickly the the supermarket shelves empty. And, and from Brexit and and beyond, you know, we, we're still we're still suffering from some shortages. And it's not the trucks. You know, this case it was drivers. You've got trucks, but obviously you've got, you've got an inability to be able to to bring these these items to to local shops, and and it's 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 been a tough industry all all of my life. You know, this has been a as part of what I've always done, and and you know I've been in and around trucks for for 35 years, and it, it's the most exciting time I think we're going into. So you've been in it a long time, um, you're you're with Mercedes for a long time, and now you're with Renault, and and clearly your 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 flag is nailed to the mast shall we say with the yeah. Renault brand um, i guess yes 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 and and Renault for me were probably the first on the ground when it came to ev recently yeah announced. recently
1: they've been they, the ev trucks have been on them for 10 years ago they started it mm-hmm. and a recent survey that we've been told by Renault etc is that Renault are the market leaders for Renault electric vehicles, trucks in Europe, miles ahead of
0: everybody else. It, 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 it wouldn't surprise me. You know, I think when you look at some of the conversations i have had and we've, with with your good self, we've been to uh, Warwick. And I've even plugged my car in at Warwick. You know, so we've got a few people moved off the off the charging point so I could charge up. So thank you for that. But you're right. You know, I think one of the the conversations for me, and this is this is really key to our conversation now because we we know where you know you've come from and, and and clearly your background is 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 it speaks for itself. Renault have been in EV light for a very long time. You know, when we go back, you know, uh, you know, first the first electric vehicles I've seen in in, in any kind of scale, with Renault, and of course the truck piece. They're onto their second and third generation electric vehicles now, where others are, shall we say, just starting the journey. Uh, I think one of the best things I've done with Renault with the electric was actually visit the plant.
1: Mm. I was very lucky to go to Blandville, where they're actually assembled and where they say this is the same as a normal diesel truck. Until you actually see it and touch it and believe it, it is fascinating. You get a diesel one going down, followed by electric. And it's the same production. It is actually mirrored on every vehicle. The wiring looms that go in, it's the same wiring loom for a diesel for the 24-volt system as an electric. It gets really? onto the chassis. It's exactly the same. Yeah. And you watch it go and they say, oh, this wiring loom is actually, it's for, it has an additional one that goes into the motors. And it, where the diesels drive off the end of the production line, the electrics are towed off, but they go into a, a, another production line where just the batteries are installed. Now I can understand health and safety, these things are okay, super power. expensive. Yeah, of course. And I if love, you yeah. don't know what you're doing with these in there or anybody touches them, they, they, they could be lethal to well it's weight and, and power, isn't it? So, yeah, uh, but then they just come out exactly like the same truck. And it was really, really good to see. So if anybody's thinking to themselves, I know, is it's still a bit of a cottage industry, they're not together in they're not knocked together in sheds anymore. These are these are coming off the production line.
0: It, it's it's amazing, you know, and I think you know the, the wonderful thing about about the Renault conversation is we've been to many places and had a look at vehicles being built as you know and whether it's um, an OEM or whether it's um, an aftermarket or glider having a a repower the the holy grail for any manufacturer is to manufacture a truck online and Renault to my belief at the moment are the only ones who've been doing that successfully for for quite some time you know it's all of the the manufacturers that um, We've looked at and, and will be looking at are, are still making them in a separate shed. Or just, I think cottage industry is is a, is a, is, a, is a great a great phrase. The the only way it really works is when you are. There should be no difference. If I'm ordering a truck from from Mitch Davis or JDS Trucks, the conversation for me is: Can I have an 18 ton 250 brake engine with a sleeper cab and and, and it's going to be an 18 ton or whatever it's going to be with automatic gearbox it shouldn't be that different if i'm wanting an 18 ton electric and it's the size of the batteries instead of the size of the engine but it's manufactured in the same way on on the same line and i think that's the only way you get the quality and the quantity of, of, of the repetitive movements where each truck is the same the consistency is consistency was one.
1: the word i was looking for yes truck Thank one you. is Just the same rich. as truck seven yeah yeah then you've got them on the fleet you can tell us oh yeah there might be a few modifications that they've done depending on age but if you've got seven they'll all be identical the holes will be bolted exactly where they're they're meant to be bolted Mm -hmm. nobody's misinterpreted because these are done by robots yeah nice mate (laughs) it goes in that hole on that chassis and to see them come from as a a ladder chassis that comes from the ceiling like most manufacturers all the parts the axles are going on they come just in time for delivery which again that makes shows what it's like for the supply chain because all manufacturers never kept all these parts in stock. It was always just in time. So when the supply chain drops, this is where we've got shortage of everything that's happening. Um, hopefully it was getting better but doesn't seem
0: to be now. I think I think this there's, there's there's several things. That, I mean you, you, you know EV, I think when it comes to so from a Rich Davis perspective and certainly Renault um, and and more importantly I think for you JDS trucks you're seeing EV as the, the next phase, I guess. EV, EV is the next phase.
1: Um, I believe battery power will be for a range of around about 200 miles a day. Local deliveries, round city centres, Manchester to Leeds, that sort of operation. It could quite easily do that one uh, now. Uh, and you'll see the prices become comparative of a diesel. They say by 2025 this should be near enough the same and um, my own personal opinion it might be a bit longer however it depends on how diesel goes i'm gonna say the
0: cost of diesel trucks <laughs> seems to be going one way anyway you know so it...
1: diesel makes it come a bit quicker than what yeah. i'm anticipating yep. um but longer distance i think that's hydrogen and i don't think we'll see that until the end of the century properly end and the yeah end of the decade should Sorry. i say, 20, I
0: say 20, hold on a minute <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah tw- 2030, and I think yeah. we'll start seeing some of the for the longer distance ones that you can't use anything else but diesel at the moment. Because I guess I guess
0: when we look at um, Renault per se, so the the connection between Renault and Volvo from from a truck perspective, what is that? Volvo AB, and the word AB is basically
1: PLC in Sweden, mm-hmm. so it's just Volvo PLC. And that's Volvo truck, is it? That's, no, it's Volvo. It's not truck. The it's Volvo. That's yeah. the, Volvo AB owns Volvo truck. Okay. Volvo Penta, Volvo Construction, okay. Nissan Diesel, Mac, Renault, uh, UD, I think, in China. Apparently, if you kick one of us, we all limp. Right. <laughs> okay. So, it's, so, it so is Volvo, a,
0: Volvo PLC Superworld owns Renault. So when you look at Volvo Truck, if you look at Volvo Truck and you look at um, Renault Truck, they're owned by Volvo AB. Yes. So when they start sharing technology going down. so at the moment on your Renault T Range 480, that has a Volvo engine, or a Renault engine, or Renault engine, depending which. You...
1: Depends what you how you want to say it, the 13 or the 11 liter. So that... we share technologies and have done for 10 years. Yes. There's slight differences in wiring looms and programming. Mm-hmm. So in
0: other words, there is a slight difference between the two products. So where, was, where was going to it was so in, as you start to look at the conversations you see in the press and and, and don't be wrong I'm, I'm I'm not any closer to it than that with Volvo so Volvo we're we're talking about doing some shared work with Daimler or Daimler or yeah that's all to do with the um, hydrogen,
1: hydrogen electric yeah. it's more for infrastructure uh, so fuel, cell fuel, fuel, fuel cells everything cells, yeah. together
0: yeah so it, I guess the world of of normal normality now is going to be in where all manufacturers of scale are working together with, with with ideas because when you're reading the press as well Cummins are, are working very heavily on hydrogen ice and fuel cell depending on, on, on how they're working because of course they make diesel engines and without the diesel engines you don't make anything else in the future so Renault you can order light vans so from the from the very small vans right the way through the ranges up to 18 tons or even 26 now 26 well.
1: tons we can do at, at the moment and that's uh,
0: from a standard order you yeah, can, yeah you can you can, just, you can, can we,
1: yeah we need again it's not the same selling process as you would on a diesel because mm-hmm. what you don't want to do is sell something that will not do the job so we actually look at what you actually do how much power you need and Renault do a a battery promise that they'll say in 10 years you will do what you did in day one so we ask quite a lot of information it seems that when you're speaking to customers you're going how many drops a day do you do can you give us your routes Uh, and I know that can't be on certain jobs that are delivering like a milk round you know exactly what you're doing but a skip operator you you, you might be picking one but he'll have an idea of information that his work vehicle will do eight skips a day yeah so it's going to be operated eight times lifted on and off the skip uh, and it will do an average mileage of so much per day yeah. uh, and that's as much as we can get from there we can give you a model and say right you need that amount of power so you might not need four batteries you could probably get out well, with, with three Yeah. Uh, but then you go oh do I want the extra one so I can do it? what if my job changes uh, and so forth. And this is information when you're selling the vehicles you've got to go
0: into a lot more depth. And I think running running electric vehicles will be a lot longer process than the spin rate you see today in the current diesel. I, I, I see between seven and ten years will be the norm. Yeah, I agree with completely. I'm in the same same space with that. But you mentioned there about the Renault battery promise I think that's the most exciting thing that Renault have come up with um, because look, let's face it, you know, truck's a truck I think they're absolutely spot on the way they build them I think the fact they've kept them like normal trucks, I think that's for my opinion, should be the way because why should you, suddenly it's all space age, it's just a truck, it's, it's going to be the new norm, so why would it be so, so different, but the battery promise was was something that um, I think Carlos was talking about when we were together last and you were talking about um you'll get this amount of power from a battery over this period of time. I yeah, and they'll cool. guarantee
1: it. So if they if it doesn't, they'll replace the batteries. Yeah. So that's why we ask all the information and, and, and workers club we call it I call it the sausage machine. You put it all in and it says yes or no. And the batteries get derogation. So if you've got a battery that's say so you've got 200 kilowatts on board. We'll only ever use sixty because hmm. you've got twenty percent derogation, and you never want to let it go to the bottom. So when you're doing your battery problems, as long as you keep within that sixty percent of what you're using, you should never have an issue. That's to say, when you first get it, it might be you can do fifty miles more than what you thought you were going to do. Every the worst case thing. scenario, you well, the honest. worst case
0: scenario of what information you have given us, we will guarantee we'll do that on that battery. System. And you're the only one doing that. That's for certain. You know, I think you've you've had a, quite a period of time where you well, understood the product well over a long period of time on the light vehicles renault have been producing light vehicles now for for quite some time um mm. i think my only concern with that is perhaps they need to step up again um as other other light manufacturers have, have come chasing their uh, chasing their uh,
1: i think their some area. of the, some of the smaller manufacturers have, have have caught up on the lighter range mm. quite quickly um We've moved going to a 52 kilowatt battery on the van. Yeah. Uh, it is very niche market for the van at the moment. It is such city centres, uh, air pollution areas. Those are where you see the keys. I supplied you two for, 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 for Cambridge. Yeah, no, no. Absolutely. So again, you've to weigh a lot of operation and probably 60% of the van operation that we do, deal with could operate on an electric. Yes.
0: I mean, I agree.
1: 60% of all the vans could operate on electric. However, the infrastructure is a problem yeah getting the power um, it, personally I haven't got an electric car but mine is am I organized mm, am, I am I organized enough to plan my day knowing that I can go there there and there with the mileage that I cover knowing that I'll charge there having the confidence that the charge is going to work when I get there um, I I'm think, not I think, quite I think, ready yet I think
0: Rich it's, it's, it's a state of mind in certain cases I mean I've been doing an electric car now for, for more than two years and for the first six months it was um i was pretty much hoping for the best um i think the infrastructure has improved massively i think it's under a lot of pressure because there's, there's a lot of electric vehicles being bought which is also hurting it um which is a good thing um, but also it's quite a challenging thing as well ten percent we look at our pro green business ten percent of our current run rate is ev you know, So 10% of all the vehicles we've settled in, in, in the last run in 12 months has been, have been an EV or alternative fuel. I only see that growing over the next few years. And so infrastructure, you're absolutely spot on. I mean, we do our um, you know electrical vehicle studies with people prior to buying anything and showing how much power they've got, what it looks like, how we've developed that, all of those good things, and it's super important. But it's the only way to make it work.
1: And I I, I totally agree with what you're saying and it's a very important fact there's a lot of people sat there saying I'm just going to wait because the next version of batteries will be a bit bigger the next charging stations will be a lot better you'll be waiting forever because
0: it's moving that fast I I absolutely agree with you and I think one of the the conversations we have constantly in our programming presentations we, 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 we go over everything but the biggest conversation that people want to talk about is how is the biggest battery where is the biggest van instead of saying actually you know, we have technology now. We plug into your vans. We will run your routes for you on diesel. We convert that to electric power, so you know what you. And if that's what you do every day, and you've been doing the same thing for the last ten years, waiting for something that's going to come out in five years' time, which could be better, absolutely will be, but it will also be more expensive, because just like in the in the in the, you know, any technology, as it be, as the new one comes out, it becomes the most expensive. Nice to have. You go back to Apple and things like that, you know, the the first Apple phones are still making telephone calls, you know. Um, Do you need to make the telephone call faster, shinier, do you need better pictures? If you're doing 100 miles a day or 120 miles a day around centre centres, why would you need a vehicle at a certain amount? You know, all you're doing is, is putting weight onto the vehicle you don't need and it takes longer to charge. You know, it's 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 a no-brainer to have something that actually does the job. If you believe you need to do more with it, different conversation. But it's 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 all about making having a mindset that generates a space that allows you to get to the next level. Well, if you should I say transport companies look for
1: reasons why not to do it rather than rather do it. Infrastructure, so. under, yeah. infrastructure is one of the biggest ones there where you can say, I haven't got enough power. I don't want to change it. We talk, we've ta- I've talked to them about batteries that could be stored, charged constantly. And then you just actually recharge the 22 kilowatt or 50 kilowatt because you've filled it to 50 kilowatt straight away and let it go in an hour. So you only need it for an hour. Yeah. Um, yes, it's, it's more expensive. However, when you put it with what cost of fuel is, etc., for the likes of anything that's a refuge vehicle, it's a no-brainer. You would run electric rather than a diesel every, every single time week. in the
0: city town. Every day. Week. So this is where we are now. So I guess to a certain degree, where is Rich taking us next?
1: Uh, a lot of it is, 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 is a big learning curve, and we're learning more and more like, could I believe I'll be talking about kilowatts? understanding my own electric bill when it comes through Absolutely. the door Absolutely. looking at a yeah. <laughs> that's how it works <laughs> so the training and the training that you go through is you either embrace it or you, you're left behind yeah I'm 55 and I thought hmm, if I embrace this I can finish my career on something totally new I might not make hydrogen I think you will I but, think but you will. I've embraced it I, uh, I've done the training with, with Reynolds and um, and it wasn't all just programming. It's interesting to see how it goes and how they think with the electrics and how they it's do that. It's fascinating, isn't it? Just a very so a small story I've got about mm. trucks is that I was actually went to see the T-Range, the which was in 1976. It was one of the first 100-ton trucks mm. and it carried oil rigs out into Algeria. And, wow. and believe wow. it or not, from development to being on the road, Renault did it in six months. It's fascinating. It drives across this desert and, and I've seen it in life and the wheels are taller than me, I'm six foot one. And I looked at it and I went, how does he not sink in the sand? He said, well, the engineers got the weight of a camel, worked out what that weight was with everything on and it didn't stick in the sand, its footprint. Then they took the weight of the truck with its load and designed the novels on each tire, the exact same as a camels and calculated backwards. And that's why the wheels are so big. Now that's that's learning as you go along. And this is what I think we'll find
0: with electric exactly the same i have to say, I have to say rich I, I am i'm gratified and thankful you said that because you know we learn every day and part of our mission in in life is to try and talk about all the things that we've learned the previous day um because there's nobody that knows all the answers right now there just isn't and and for those who say they do they're telling fibs you know it's it's about um, it's a huge learning curve and when you look at um, some of the conversations out there on putting 600 kilowatts of power onto a tractor unit I'm sorry I don't see it You know, you put 300,000 quid of the batteries onto a, onto a truck You know, plus the truck, plus this, plus that and you, need a, and you need a megawatt charger to charge it You know, we're taking things into a bonkers level of, of commitment To one lorry, you know, half a million quid plus to, to run a truck I mean, I think they've gone and lost the plot in some of these places um, but it's exciting to see what's coming down the line. And every week we find something absolutely brand new to to talk about. In five years' time, we could be, we could be sat here talking about solid-state batteries, which are tiny, can do about, it's, it's, but they're so expensive now. They're so expensive, yeah. And I think solid-state is going to be relevant. I mean, or we could be, you know... Um, f- um, you know we look at uh, phosphorus batteries and all of these other things that are being developed right now for tomorrow because the, the rare earth metals and we talk about rare earth metals a lot they're not rare you know um they're hard to get you know and when you look at where that the but they're all recyclable are. you could use
1: 80 yeah. percent of them back again we're it's not, not like we're going to throw them away like we're like not
0: diesel you burn it it's gone yeah absolutely i mean recycling batteries is one thing reusing them for for, for storage for the future. Is key to all of these conversations going forward, and that's the exciting thing for me. I absolutely just adore this 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 in, in industry at the moment, and I never thought I'd get to a point where I could relive thirty years ago with everything that was brand new, because it was all the same, you know, tractor with the tractor, truck with the truck, blah, blah blah blah, you know, and everything you do today is completely new and the learnings you do, that's completely new and, and the conversations we have. And this is why sustainable podcast is so important to me because we can talk about people like your good self who've been in the industry 30 years or more and where you come from, where we see it and actually where you see it tomorrow. Because these are the things you're living and breathing it every day from a sustainability point of view, how you're driving these different things into your own business and bringing your customers along from a sustainability point of view. And that's how you develop new,
1: new ways of working as you said you, you, the learning curves we're now going to be start very soon soon all businesses will be learning about scopes one to three Absolutely. which is baff- when you speak to them first time some of these big PLCs are just starting to get to grips that's of this right. That's right. of who's carbon's who and when the government taxes your carbon we, all of a sudden it's, it's changed again
0: one of our biggest things about this, from pro green perspective, and, and certainly we'll, we'll be having a conversation very soon. On, in, in, I think in November we've got a podcast on, on carbon credits, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, with the with resident expert in, in, in our PE business. And, and um, one of the things for me is we've already set our roadmap to zero. We've driven. We'll, we'll have ours completely finished by the end of this year, even though we we've know we've no, we're not required to. But we've got. If we're going to be part of your value supply chain. We can not impact upon your roadmap to zero. We've got to enhance it or, or work with you on it. And also, we're looking at carbon credits and how it's going to work in your business. So, we, 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 we you're absolutely spot on. And businesses like yours, who have already, I know the amount of work you spent and, and time you spent on that, has been, you know, and, and, and it's, it's been exemplary. Because I, I talk to people a lot who, who, when you mention, you know, whether it's gold price credit, carbon credits or whatever it's going to be, just have got no clue what we're talking about. And it's, it's a little late into the into the party because when it comes back to the normality when you're looking at tendering and being part of the, the value chain for the future, you have to provide evidence and audit trails to bring that to life.
1: Yeah. as I said, I'm fifty-five, I'm learning every single day. what it's I amazing. do think that is this is industry is we are getting an aging industry. We are, it is. As you look around the old folks like me are all over the
0: place yeah you yeah, know, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. an know, <laughs> industry um, need some new blood who will understand this a little bit more, a bit more. Trucks have never been really sexy. Yeah, the lack of me' don't that's right. Um, but we need some fresh blood, some new keen people to come in with. We with when you look at the the technology that's coming through these now,
0: we have to develop a future for for the youngsters to be able to get into this business and 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 our this industry and, and and bring some fresh fresh ideas. Good luck with that, Richard. Yeah. We've tried very hard. Um, but it's been great talking today, and I really appreciate the time you've given me um, out of your your, your your busy day. I can see the trucks flying in out all over the place, and now you know, moved my car four or five times, I'm in the wrong place. I'm all over the place, I, and you know, it's been it's been great. I mean, of course, um, I mention it a lot, but you know, Rich has been with the in the industry for, for more than thirty years, and and you know, it, the wide experience he's got across a number of manufacturers. It's great to be able to talk to someone who is living this challenge every day because it's, it's it's easy to talk to pr people who actually don't come outside of their ivory towers richard thank you thank um, you for, for, for taking the time today jds trucks you know all the information uh, for these guys on our website and um, great service by the way i mean i have to say you know one of the best dealers i've ever worked with and so i really appreciate the time and, and, and effort you've put into today thanks thank richard. very much thank you very much Bye. Bye.